0: Hey guys, Jenna and I took time to record a full four-hour podcast, and we decided to split these into three episodes. This episode will end abruptly, but know that each episode is scheduled to be out a week one after the other. Be sure to follow us and give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you, guys.
1: If you guys want to listen to the Reputation album as we go through each song, Go ahead and do that because we're gonna go a little bit deep dive into reputation because we still don't know when Taylor's version is going to be announced, or she might do a Beyonce and just say a surprise. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, which well, she is... kind of did
0: that with 1989 of just like, I'm not, gonna yeah, because she didn't do music videos, right. It was just like lyric for
1: 1989. No, so it's like she Not was like, I... "I'm
0: tired. I have a new relationship. Y'all go have fun. Like <laughs> I, I don't need this. I
1: have a game to go into. Yeah, but I think I think I think uh, yeah. 1989 didn't have a music video. That is so what. Anyways. Oh, yeah, I keep seeing.
0: Also- I keep saying, uh I, I know this is 1989 and not what we're supposed to be talking about, but um, w- with the song Slut, everyone's like, where's the music video? The music video we did not get. I'm like, well, she has her whole life ahead of her. And like, yeah. when you're, I'm sorry, when I found my husband, everything fell to the wayside. Uh, everything I was involved in, yeah. I did not care. Yeah. I was like, this is but my But I person. actually...
1: Yeah, I actually think it was intentional that she didn't do a video for 1989 because she knew that those uh, extra vault songs were going to create enough conversations.
0: Yeah, it for, co- it's kept us busy. To promote
1: the, the album, Oh, yeah.
0: I have to say this too. So when I listen to music, I go through like phases. I'm mm. in my Taylor Swift phase right now. So when I'm in the Taylor yeah. Swift phase, reputation was probably the first album that I did this with maybe 1989 but mainly reputation because once it like all clicked in my mind I couldn't stop listening to it and I had to listen to it like on repeat like shuffle all of it like I needed it Mm -hmm. constant if I went for a drive this is like what I was listening to that's so I obsess I don't obsess over most music but this is like the one artist that when I'm in my like Taylor Swift zone of the year or it might take a whole year I don't know <laughs> and mm-hmm. then next year yeah. next year yeah. I might not even touch Taylor Swift I might be yeah. on, on a whole other level and I'm like and eh, like I'll get back to it when she releases something um, but that's how I go yeah. so right now I'm in my Taylor Swift zone where I'm like it's all <laughs> I listen to and I'm like I'm, I almost make myself sick of it but I'm like no it's just so good like those five tracks I'm sorry I'm gonna be listening to those on repeat for a while so
1: (laughs) you muted can can you hear me you're on mute I'm so sorry Um, I have three artists that I do this with obviously the first one is Beyonce the second one is Gaga when I'm in my Gaga zone oh I am gone (laughs) I am so gone. Um, and I was in my Gaga zone for a while. Like and in, in, when she released her Chromatica uh, album, mm-hmm. I think it was in 2020. That was the album that I listened to for like a year. And wow. then now I'm in my Taylor Swift. I'm kind of in my Taylor Swift uh, zone yeah. as well. So yeah, she she has been added to the list. Uh, But I completely get you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's like I don't know. I've always thought maybe I have. Well, not always. The last like year or so, and especially TikTok, I'm like, do Mm. Do I have autism? Like, is it some (laughs) sort of ADHD? I really don't know. But I do think certain people we like fixate on things. Yeah, and we want to say we're like all normal, but it's like I don't even know what normal is anymore. (laughs) Yeah, and I do. I used to never fixate or like want to listen to the same song over and over. But I think when you find art, whether it's like a painting or whatever, once you find that, you're like, this is my jam. And I just really Mm -hmm, like this. mm -hmm. And I think that's when you're like at your most happiest state is when you don't have to be thinking about just like, oh, can I pay my bills? Like, where am I going to live? Like all those things for so long, those things were so important to me of like, where I want to move. I don't want to live in this apartment anymore. I want to move and I want to do this and I want to travel and da. da, da. And I'm I'm I will always say this. I'm in like my most happiest era mm-hmm. right now because yeah. I do enjoy art at a different way than I did in my twenties, where it was like bang, 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 what's new? I wanna be like on mm-hmm. the most catchiest mm-hmm. thing and I wanna keep moving and doing and going. And now it's like, and I, I do think in a way reputation was that it's like very fast paced and like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: getting catchy. And that's kind of Taylor, I think in her way of getting like understanding her audience at the time and understanding who she was as well and putting out that art that like we all wanted at
1: that time. So, and it's, and it's fun if we, if we mention 1989, because I think if it wasn't for 1989, and the experiences that she had before, during and after that, uh, that, that album, um, we wouldn't get reputation. Um, because I, re- I remember that when she released 1989, she was huge. She was everywhere. I mean, she's not as huge as she is today. But back then, she was literally everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. It was anything that anybody could talk about. And when you get to that level of fame, and I saw this with Gaga, I saw this with Rihanna, I saw this with Beyonce, when you get to that level of fame, you're bound to have uh, haters. Uh, you're bound to have uh, enemies, you're bound to have haters, you're bound to make mistakes in your relationships, um, which we're going to talk about that in, in a sec, because a- Abby and I we have we have uh, a hot take with Endgame. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But it, I I think that's why she said in her in her in her interview with uh, Apple Music when she was promoting Lover, she needed to make reputation without any explanation. Um, because I think also reputation was her way of saying I'm a grown ass woman. I'm gonna do what the hell I want, and you just have to eat it, and that's it.
0: Yes. So.
1: Yes. Um. But. So, where the first song that we uh, start with rep, rep, repetition is "End Game." No, I'm sorry. No, "Ready for 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 Red. I my please get my swifty card out of me.
0: <laughs>
1: Take it away. No. Take it away. Take it away. No. No, I could even
0: I know I've listened to this album probably the way she put 10, it
1: 10,000 times. Yeah, but
0: like even me I'm like what's the first song? Like I, uh, yeah. If it wasn't for my notes, I would be lost. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. But ready ready for it. I personally like the album. I didn't I still to this day don't get the video. <laughs> I yeah. still don't get it. <laughs> i am like if Taylor explained this to me. So what is Yeah, what is...
0: I I kind of, let me see. Um for sure, so I thought it was for sure about Joe. And I I do, okay, I love it lyrically wise. More so than I like probably originally thought I did. Like it mm. is so so it's so catchy and it's so easygoing and i said that it um it's like easy breezy girly and then it goes into like badass chart topping well which yeah. yes and so i think it's, <laughs> i i um i don't have like the whole music video in my brain right now so i am curious too to be like if we were to go back to look at the video but um but yeah if yeah, I explain the video a little bit, or like what you. Well,
1: the the video is kind of like a dystopian, futuristic kind of place, um, and she is, you know, she is all in black, and she meets with herself who is in this glass box. Okay. And she's an Android, the one See, in the box. That makes sense of why I don't
0: remember it because I'm like, oh, it must yeah. not have been memorable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kind of thought that probably the she in, in that's outside the box, you know she like the bat Taylor or the swamp witch, as I like to call her, uh, is trying to manipulate the tailor that is inside the glass box. But when the tailor that is inside the glass box uh, breaks free and does like, you know, she does like the storm or lightning or something, um, it destroys the Swamp Witch. And it just so happens that the Swamp Witch is an android and the tailor in the glass box breaks free and that's it. And I was like,
0: what's happening Okay.
1: I what think, is going on here? Well, who
0: knows? But I think maybe, I don't know, my thoughts on it would be if I remembered it <laughs> is that <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember seeing this. But I, I, I will say, I love music videos, but I sometimes love to hate them because I'm like, that's just not what I think of when I, yeah, if I see a music video and I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, then I'm like, eh, clear it, move on. Yeah. But I do think this album similar in a way to folklore where she's like Mm -hmm. I'm on some new shit that's what she's saying here she Mm -hmm. was like Mm -hmm. I'm doing whatever I was not doing before and it's so Mm -hmm. funny because I think as women we're like I'm gonna be bad like I'm (laughs) gonna be so different than I was I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them I'm gonna stick up for (laughs) myself (laughs) and all it is is like setting boundaries or just saying like no (laughs) And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so bad. Like,
1: oh god. Like we're but we're doing something uh, if you, evil. If, yeah, I, I know. I, I I thought about it too. But I after I saw her documentary, Miss uh, Miss Americana, mm-hmm. I, I I have to say it with a Spanish accent, I'm sorry. Uh, it kind of I kind of understood why she felt l- l- like that because she had to be the good girl. You know, she is, you know, a a good girl doesn't talk out of, out of place. She doesn't curse. She doesn't do this or that. Um, And I'm pretty sure that her parents didn't put her in that place, but I'm sure that when she faced the public and the the image that they had of her,
0: she felt that she needed
1: to fit in that box. Yeah. 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 And the majority of the time, a lot of the boxes that we women uh, are put in we are put there the majority of the time not not all the time but the majority of the time is when we first ex- experience the outside world you know and we can we can grow in these in these households that love us and accept us the way that we are but the minute that we step outside we are judged and we are, you know, we are doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing, wearing the wrong shirt, you know. Yeah. And I think that she felt because she came out such as such a young age, uh, in her in her career. I think she felt that she needed to fix a certain box for her to be successful. And uh, I, it, we could interpret the video that way. Um, yeah i mean i wouldn't say hey are are you ready for this new version of me yeah we can't but still
0: what if this was all like maybe just for this song i don't know or like this era what if it really was her saying like because everything you're saying you know who i'm thinking of britney spears Mm. yes and even you describing the video a little bit i'm like I feel like that's something Britney Spears would have done, or even Madonna, Mm -hmm. and we'd be like, what the heck are they talking about here? But for Taylor, Mm -hmm. it was so different. And she's almost saying, like, I had to be this perfect person, or I would have been, like, taken down like Britney Spears, like they tried Mm -hmm. to with her. And I'm sure even with Madonna, I know she always was very, like, like, it always was something, you know, I feel like Beyonce has always had that, like, great, reputation in a way of like oh Mm -hmm. she's so amazing and then like it happens with women where we put them against each other and like we Mm -hmm. make women look oh well it's because you're a woman and we know that like internally as women we know when someone's like putting us down even without saying it it's like oh it's because I'm a woman
1: we just don't always say it out loud (laughs) exactly and even Beyonce had to be against that too because when she first got her when she first put self-titled there was a lot of controversy with with the songs in that 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 album because she explored she talks about themes of sexuality and womanhood and pain in a very mature way and actually now that I think about it reputation also showcases uh a lot of sexual exp- expo- expo- exploration yes you know in songs in songs like dress and so it goes end game and uh even it what you what you want there are some lyrics that taylor talks about sex she yeah. talks about it and you know this this album also explores that and when Again, like you said, because we are women, when we explore our power, especially our sexual uh, power, we are frowned upon. We are called sluts. We are called um, evil bitches. <laughs> you know, witches. We, yeah. We, witches and things and, that
0: could be bad. And it's like, no, like we call each other bitches. Like, hey, bitch. <laughs> like <we've, laughs> We've taken it to our our own. Like that's not our own. Yeah. Like call us whatever. But I mean, it,
1: it, a lot of us are still breaking away from that box, from the good girl box.
0: Oh, I think, Um, I think women forever will have that for a long time. Cause I think in your twenties, you're still, like you said, like it's once you come, once you come to the public, once you're like an adult age and you're like out there and you don't have maybe the comfort of your parents around or your family or whoever, or your tight group of friends, it is you. Like you put yourself out Mm -hmm. there, you're just walking Mm -hmm. down the street and someone's going to say something. Someone might touch you. Like you just don't know what the world has in store for you. And I think with age and you'll, I mean, I know you'll know, you'll probably be able to say this better than I would, but it's like with age, we realize like, oh, Like I'm not going to keep repeating the same pattern when Mm -hmm. I was 20 because I was naive and I didn't understand the world. And now that I'm in my thirties, like I kind of get it, like, and I can put that Mm -hmm. boundary and I can say no. And I could set my limits to even people close to me of like, I'm not happy in this situation or this does not bring me joy. I don't like Mm -hmm. that. And I like Taylor Swift. I'm going to go watch Taylor Swift (laughs) or like we, we set up our boundaries. And I think for Taylor, this was probably like the first time where she was like, oh, I have to set a boundary with fans who've turned on me, with mm-hmm. friends who turned on me, like so many mm-hmm. people. And it's like her having to say like, fine, I guess I have to like, the old Taylor's gone.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she's dead. Forward. Basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And not, not just with friends and with fans or even with 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 the media but also with partners. And I think she oh, yeah. she saw that especially with Cal- with Calvin that like there was no boundary whatsoever and she felt trapped and she wanted to leave.
0: Oh yeah, I have and, lots to say about yeah. that when we get
1: to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually the next the next song is is Endgame.
0: <laughs> Endgame. Oh, I love I don't know. There's just something about that song that feels like, I guess, because she says reputation in it, that it's like, that's mm. the song of the mm. album, if you think of anything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And not just because it has reputation on it, but I think the song in itself, you know, talks about how, you know, how, how, how she was at this time. You know, she was in love but at the same time she her heart was broken and at the same time she was public enemy number one um, and yeah I, I think that a, a lot of people don't like that it has like three verses sang by different uh, uh, by different artists but I kind of like it because Future, I think Future gives you Uh, like a different point of view of what she was going through back then. Mm -hmm. And Sharon gives you like a different point of view of what she was going back then. And then she gives you her point of view that she wants to say about it. And yeah. um, But there, there has been a hot take recently that Endgame probably is about Calvin and not Joe because uh, the, the part where she says you know, we got big reputations. And back then, the one that got big reputation was Calvin. He was everywhere, especially in New York City. We, none of us knew about Joe, the actor, until she started dating him. Yeah. So, what's your take on that? Because I know you have a lot of take on yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, for me,
0: like, now listening to the song back and, like, really, like, I... I've been kind of staying away from her old music, like not her old, but like stuff that's not Taylor's version. And we're obviously doing this for the purpose of hopefully Taylor's versions coming soon. Taylor, if you're listening, please release it. Don't know when. Yeah. Don't know when. when. I know you're, I know you're busy. You're probably like (laughs) planning your future and like doing amazing things, but like we would, we would like it a lot. Um, (laughs) But now listening to the song back, I do believe that like maybe she wrote that lyric. Uh, like, maybe she wrote this song two years before she released the album. Oh. Very well, she could have. And she could have said, like, yeah, in that moment, I felt like him and I had these huge reputa- reputations on the line. And he just went and, like, smeared himself and then tried to bring her down with it of, like, well, she doesn't like or She's going around town talking bad about it. It's like, because for anyone who doesn't know he went to twitter and said things mm-hmm. about her mm-hmm. and then agreed with things that people would say about her i think katie perry maybe and he like went on those yeah. tangents yeah and that's mm-hmm. someone who's scorned like he thought he had like this great girl in the bag and i my interpretation is that this was written for joe i think mm-hmm. uh i think Taylor is the original Delulu girly who thought thought my man is the best thing and he's young and he's talented and I've always thought this of like it kind of makes no sense like he's maybe in Europe he's more famous like I don't know so I think it's a mixture between like maybe she did write it a a few years before and she was still with Calvin or Mm. she really is the delulu queen of like (laughs) this is my man and like look at us here and in a way i want to say this too and i it might come up again as we go through this because it is so much joe packed um yeah yeah i want him to become forgettable just like every girl (laughs) (laughs) no listen to me i want him to become just as forgettable as every girl 20 something year old That all these men date And then they just go on to the next Because that's what Taylor did She said I needed this man for the moment And guess what he went and maybe cheated on me Or he doesn't love me Mm. the way I thought And I moved on Okay he's out of age He's too old I'm obviously kidding because all those women deserve <laughs> everything, and they do not deserve to be with old, nasty, wrinkled old men. But- and
1: actually, he's not old; he's younger than than that's than what I'm her, saying. But he, that's what I'm saying. But like, he, he he has he's the he has an old man soul. <laughs> well, he's
0: the he's the twenty something that she was dating. That she was dating someone younger, yeah. and she's like, yeah. look, like I want I want her to forget about him, like easy breezy, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Beautiful cover girl, yeah. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio can do it so can, yeah. Taylor, I mean, so can Taylor, Taylor Swift Taylor Swift okay she is She is more if we're going to compare a man to a woman she is more talented I'm sorry yes he's, he's yeah. great in his field too and it's like comparing apples and oranges yeah. but that's my take <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so- I'm not oh even sorry. God. I'm not sorry. If we don't, if we no. don't say Joe's name again after this, and that's all due respect, because I do yes. think
1: yes. This, Respectfully. <laughs>
0: this album is so influenced by her relationship with Joe. But I just mm-hmm. want to say this. She wrote this album. This is not yeah. Joe. This is not. Yes. If he was such a good lover, like it would mm-hmm. be even better than this album okay? yeah <laughs> and
1: that's almost unfathomable anyways <laughs> i mean she is and 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 to be fair she wrote like what four five albums about him if 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 we're gonna count midnights that makes it five five albums because yeah i'm sorry foreclore foreclore and evermore they are about him oh yeah we she's said, she's we, hiding i said what i said the... yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into those I, later because Because those, those yeah. I mean
0: the I think we're all a little delusional when we're like oh Taylor Swift is just making stuff up it's like I wish she was I, I think for a lot of times she is or she's reverting yeah. to women in history or women in her life which is amazing and I think she has so much music yeah. that's not about men but I do mm-hmm. think when something's so important to you that's what you connect with that's your muse like that's just what it is so so, yeah. But if and you...
1: like she like she says, The Weeknd and Ed Sharon sing about their, their exes all the time. And just because she does it, she gets fire for it. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. You're a song yes. and then you're gone.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't
0: even know if that rhymes. But I'm just happy Copyright
1: saying. that. Okay? <laughs> Copy... We're going to put it's... that on our Instagram. You're a song and, and you're gone. You're, and then you're gone. Sorry. Like. <laughs>
0: And honestly, you're right. Joe gets some respect for hanging in there for so long, even though he hated the limelight. Like, that's insane yeah. to me.
1: So, yeah. But anyways, uh, we're going to go to the next song, which I personally think is about, I mean, at least the first verse is about Mr. Calvin. Um, And it's I Did some, Something Bad, which I absolutely love the song and the reputation tour performance is just chef's kiss um but i think because we went with taylor and dismissing the whole relationship with calvin as much as she as she did uh because she wanted to get out of it we don't even look for clues as to why she decided to be with him in the first place and i think that's where the association with endgame comes from okay uh because I mean in I did some something bad because he blasted her on Twitter the first verse is it's exactly about that I mean some people say it's about the Kanye thing but I personally think it's about Calvin um because uh you know I I um I lost my my It's okay Train of thought. I want to know exactly uh, how you feel, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because you know when he started, one of the first people that started talking shit about her was was Calvin. And I think she was in love with him. I think she really liked that relationship. But I I also think that she she didn't felt completely in it. At, uh, and she was seeing a few things about him that she didn't like. And because she was, you know, a pathological people pl- 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 pleaser, she didn't say no in the, in the beginning. Um, I also think that the second verse is about Tom because it's like, oh, you know, I did so- something bad. I broke up with my, my way of breaking up with this guy was getting on with the other guy and I flew him around the world and he loves me. Um, and I make it look so so uh, so so easy, um, but I think that a lot of us can relate because many of us have used a relationship to escape from another relationship or to escape some experience that made us un- uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that the same thing that she did with Tom, she kind of did it with Joe but it just so happens that with Joe, she just went head over heels. She just
0: stuck, stuck it out longer.
1: Exactly. Yeah. She got stuck with the longest with Joe, but it was practically the same thing that she did with Tom. And yeah. I'm not bashing her or uh, anything. Again, we a lot of us have done that. You know, we, we get a nail with another nail. And um, I think, especially because she wrote this in her late tw- 20s, A lot of us in our late 20s go through that go through this uncertainty of okay what do I do where's my escape like I want to be here but I don't want to be here I want this but at the same time I want it with this other Mm -hmm. person how can I get it
0: we and we're like two sides of the same coin we want our cake and we want to eat it too and that's exactly. so. I think that's so important for girls to understand. Like, you deserve your twenties. Like, you really do. Mm-hmm. Just to be selfish, because <laughs> like, yeah. I, in my twenties, I couldn't think about anybody else but myself. I mean, even I. I think we all are still like, in, yeah. innately selfish. But mm-hmm. it's so funny because I think your twenties, you're like, I don't, I don't want to care about anybody else. Like, unless it's I'm getting paid. Or it's a relationship <laughs> where I'm getting something out of it. I am consumed with my own thoughts and what's going on in my brain. Cause for so long, your first like 20 years of life, you're worried about someone else. Like you're thinking about your parents, you're thinking about school, you're like constantly involved mm-hmm. in other things and friends. And so you deserve to have those 20s. So I'm mm-hmm. I mean, in my way of like seeing Taylor all these years, I did think like Oh, she's going to settle down, have kids, and become boring. And it's like, that's not the right way to think. Like, everyone has their way of, you know, living their life. But I do want to say, like, it's so important to give yourself that time to be like, whether it's five years, 10 years, whatever it is in your adulthood, to just do your own thing. Whether you're in a relationship or not, it's like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: just do your own thing. Like, live on your own and figure it out.
1: Yeah. And and, um, I think another thing that she showcased both with 1989 and with Reputation is that, I mean, especially your late 20s, it's a mess. You know, you're you're an adult. Yes. But you you still don't understand how the world works. Or you think the worst of the world because that's what you have exp- exp- experienced, you know, and that's, that's what she sings. And I did so- so- something back, you know, this is how the world works. You, you're you going, you have to leave before you are left. Oh yeah. You know, bef- hmm. before you, before you, you get endure, burned. <laughs> exactly. Before you get burned, before you get ashamed for being the one that he left, it's or like sticking you it know out. What? For this, you're sticking it out, and um, (laughs) I'm I'm like, No, I'm not gonna be the victim again, yeah. You know, because I I
0: also, how many times have we left friendships just because Mm -hmm. we were like, I don't want to have to deal with it? This person's like being rude to me, I don't want to deal with it, and I think that's so. Oh, sorry, I just connect to everything you're saying.
1: No, yes, yes." (laughs) I do, I do, as I did as well. You know, how many friendships I lost during that time in my life, during my late 20s. Um, because of that. And I think in, in, T- in Taylor's case, because she has been heartbroken or she has been the one that have been left on, except, you know, with Taylor Lautner. Um, but you know, a lot of her relationships, she's the one that's being left on that. She was like, I'm tired of it. I'm done. You know, if I don't want to be here, I don't have to be here. No. But at the same time, you know she didn't want to be lonely she didn't want or we don't know what really happened but i think that with songs like i did so- something bad it was kind of like her way of saying yeah i did and that's fine
0: she's like i'm not did gonna, I hurt? i'm not going to write you a nice sweet song
1: because you don't i'm not going to be sorry yeah. <laughs> about it exactly i'm not going to be sorry about it did i learn my lesson yes did it hurt yes did i hurt uh, other people also yes but yeah. it happened and i'm not gonna be sorry about it yeah. it happened just move on and that's it and that's let's move on exactly. that's where
0: the indifference i think she has mm-hmm. like when she um interviewed was it for lover where she was like talking about the first song of like you don't have to forgive people you can just move on and i think that's oh, yeah. what he taught her out of it. I mean, there's so many people, but, like, I think that was mm-hmm. the first lesson she learned in this era of, like, at that time period. And this album, just to give everybody, like, a sense, this was 2017, right, when it got mm-hmm. released. So, like, yeah, I was 25, um all of this was so pivotal. It was like, Oh, what's Taylor Swift saying? Oh my gosh. What's Calvin saying on Twitter? Like what's Katy Perry saying? Who are all these people? Like, mm-hmm. what are they, why do they hate her? Um, yeah. And in that it's like, you just learn, like, you couldn't just walk away. It is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, cause we were taught, I think the millennial generation were taught like you go until you cannot walk anymore until you're falling to yeah. the floor like you cannot have to quit piano classes you have to go to the Mm -hmm. end or yeah you have to make up with your teacher because they're your teacher and they're in charge of you Mm -hmm. I think this man was in charge of her I think he had the power in the relationship and she felt like I mean you could just see it all over her face during that era and I think that was still her time of like trying to figure out her eating disorder issues probably mental health Mm -hmm. all of it I think she was being controlled still by partners and not in a way that's Mm -hmm. like oh she was so controlled like it's not a Britney Spears situation I just think yeah when you're influenced by someone who has like maybe like more authority because he's this DJ and he's a man and like Mm -hmm. oh he's so popular and like oh but he has real music like you just make Mm -hmm. like pop hits she you can see it all over her face that like she wanted to be the cool girl she wanted to be the one that's Mm -hmm. like Oh, he's into sports? I'm into sports. Oh, he's wearing that? Well, I need to wear something even more trendy because I have to be, Mm -hmm. like, matching
1: him. And back then... She's a um, memorable. Yes, and back then I remember
0: all I watched was Wendy Williams, like, my whole 20s, because the moment I saw her on TV, I was like, who's this woman? And I have to pay attention, and, like, I love her so much, the purple, everything. (laughs) Even though she's wild and crazy and says so many wild things but I remember her talking about Taylor and I was like please don't like bring Taylor down like please don't be another person to like make her feel bad but she said she said this is not a match like this is someone who's like searching and this is and she never said anything mean she just was saying like Taylor's good on her own she doesn't need to be like trying to chase Mm -hmm. this guy down and it's not a good yes they're both a music it like kind of makes sense on paper but like mm-hmm. it just didn't make sense in person. Yeah. And it wasn't who she needed at that time. Now maybe if maybe if they were like 40 and 50 years old, it would be a different story. Like they're later in their careers, they're kind of settled down. but he was still he to me, and I will probably say it later in the next, in the song that's to me like really more about him, in my view, but he did wrong. like he treated her wrong, and there's like mm-hmm. evidence of that. And she nipped it in the bud before he could, and he got sad, like, oh, I wanted no. to break up with her first or whatever. I don't really know. Yeah. yeah. We don't know everything. And,
1: and she says she there's a lyric and I did some, something bad that I'm surprised that people haven't picked on. And it's the first one. I never trust a narcissist, but they love me. And if you don't think that's the, not
0: about Calvin Harris, yes. yes
1: yes because there is such a thing called emotional abuse and I personally I don't know if she went through an emotional abuse again we don't know right we don't but when you see her with her eating disorder and I think it was a picture of her in his car where she had her like her she had her head down she looked really sad um when you're a serial people pleaser, um, you feel like everything is your fault. Yeah. And narcissistic people like to, uh, to have control of people like her who are powerful, who are strong, who are independent because they see it as a challenge. And once they have you in their, in their grasp, you know, it's either they get they get bored and they do something else, or they just have you just as a as a plaything. Yeah. And
0: They take you down. I can,
1: yeah. yeah. Allegedly, that was what might have ha- happened. But again, when I listened to the song, I did something bad, especially that first verse and the first thing that she says. I never trust a narcissist, but they love me. Um, that said everything I needed to know about their relationship. Yep. I was like, oh yeah, it was it was bad. And as somebody who was in a relationship with a narcissist, I know exactly what it was going on there. Um, but I think um, you said something about Wendy, and and I th- and something this came up in my head is, and it's that. I think sometimes we fall in love with the idea of love. And I think Taylor was going through that
0: oh, during this time. Yes. We talked about that this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. Like, I think you people, we pleasers. fall in love with the idea. Yes, exactly. You're constantly they...
0: romanticizing. And I think
1: mm-hmm. uh, it
0: comes along with that quote that I told you of like, um, not to talk over you, but uh, of like, no,
1: that's okay, mama, you're fine. Of
0: saying, Oh, like, Gosh, Jenna, I love, like, I love the potential in you. Like, I feel like there's so many places. You you have such a big future. I'm imagining what I would do in your shoes. Mm-hmm. And you're probably imagining, like, I just want to sleep. Like, I want to get good sleep mm-hmm. and take my cats <laughs> out. Like, I don't, I don't need to hustle. Like, what are you talking about? And that's so, it, it's like, that's what we do as people pleasers. We're like, oh, this guy, Joe, he's so young. He's starting his career. I'm going to come upside him and we're going to like rule the world together. He may not want that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Like you might have that in your brain. And
1: that could And it took you six years (laughs) to notice.
0: It could have been a possibility in like another planet and another time zone or something. But we're not in that timeline. We're here. And like, you cannot force people into like, and I think as a people pleaser, that's the biggest lesson I've had to learn is Mm -hmm. I cannot control people. I have to yep. only control myself. Yay.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. And now, and and because her relationship with Calvin was so public, like they posted on Instagram almost every day. I think it was, it was, uh it was evident that she fell in love with the idea of what she thought love was going to be, you know,
0: what she you would know, give with the... to someone else. That's what she fell in love with.
1: Exactly. And that's,
0: Uh, I told this to one of my friends back home before I moved. I said, I don't need like family. I don't need someone like a friend to be like, yes, I want friendships and I want to like flourish those relationships that matter to me. And that bring me joy, like back, not just like, Oh, I just want to hang out with this person because they're cool or like whatever. Um, But for me, I find like solace with myself and it's taken Mm. me probably my whole life to figure that out that like, Girl, you were the one crying to yourself, journaling with yourself all these years. And like, Mm -hmm. I always tried to search that out in other people and other things and religion. And it never really quite clicked for me. And so for me, and that might be different for everyone. I'm not trying to speak like, oh, this is how you should do it. Or this is how, Mm -hmm. but I do believe there's part of you that's like, I need to be okay with me because at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. who's going to be there for me,
1: me. Mm -hmm.
0: That doesn't mean you don't want community. That doesn't mean you don't want friends. You you don't need to shut people out. (laughs) I'm thinking Mm -hmm. you're frozen now. Mm -hmm. Don't shut people out. Um, And there is that (laughs) medium. But I think at the end of the day, when the lights are off, everything's quiet. Who's there for you? Who's telling Mm -hmm. you what you need? It's yourself.
1: And you're you're on your on your own, kid. Yes. you it always happens.
0: And Taylor <laughs> had to figure that out for herself. No one can tell yep. you. No yep. one can beat it into you. You have to be the one to be like, oh, this is why. Maybe her mom is the way that she is. Maybe that's why her parents divorced. They needed to find themselves, and they never mm-hmm. got that chance. Uh, I'm getting goosebumps. Sorry, that's like what I'm.
1: No, no, <laughs> <it's> that's <laughs> what I'm saying, and I'm like, ah. I, I, And you, I thought of another thing when you said that. And it connects to our next song, Don't, Don't Blame Me, and to the album of Reputation. And it's the thing that it takes time to heal, especially for a people pleaser. It takes time. And I think Reputation was an album that Taylor said, okay, I need to push back. I need to put this boundary because I need to make space for me. I need to make space for my anger. I need to make space for my frustration, for my hopes and dreams, for this new relationship that I'm in, that I'm putting all my hopes in it, but at the same time, I'm scared that it's not going to last. Um, I'm scared that what is attacking me is going to attack it. And I think reputation... Apart from a lot of things, it's more about how to make space for your anger and how to process that anger. Because we,
0: as women, and that fear and that anxiety. Yes, as women, we are programmed to not be angry and not have Mm -hmm. anxiety and not show stress and not show the vulnerable side to us. Mm -hmm. Because once we do, we are dismissed. Oh, exactly. Oh my gosh, she's mad. Like, gosh, what is she mad about? It's like there's more emotions than just anger, but it's coming out this way because now mm. I'm pissed off. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. people Which have is what pushed happened, and pushed, yeah. and now I'm here. Exactly. Exactly. Which is what happened when she got mad at Kanye. Rightfully so. I would be mad if, if somebody would any, put.
0: I mean, think of any anything. celebrity, they would be mad.
1: Like, sorry. Yeah. They would be mad. Yeah. yeah. And she was rightfully mad. And people just blasted her on Twitter. I mean, granted, she wasn't the best at responding. (laughs) But that's what happens when you have somebody who has been a serial people pleaser all of their lives.
0: And and all of a sudden, they,
1: they realize that they're being attacked. They're going to bark back, even if the bark is not the best bark. You know? Yeah. And... Um, I think, you know, she used this this album as a way to process her her anger, her frustration. You know, she like she said in the in the interview with Time, she felt that her career was 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 over. So she treated this album as as her last one. Yeah, you know.
0: I remember that um, of feeling like yeah. this might be it. And I do, mm-hmm. you know, now that we've like, and we might be a, a previous episode from what you're listening to now. Um, <laughs> but when you talked about Beyonce, it's like, when Taylor released this album, there were the visuals, there was all this thing, all these things to look at in music video. However, I forgot, she did not go on interviews. She did not make this. Mm-hmm. She just stayed quiet. She was like, I'm gonna put this out. Bye bye. And it was, like, her saying, like, I'm effing over it. Like, if Lover, to me, Lover, I'm not saying it's, like, the yin to the yang at all, but I do think Lover Mm -hmm. came and it was, like, oh, it's, like, a journal and all these things. I think this was her journal, like, honestly. Like, I mean, I do think 1989, now that we've gotten the five extra tracks... <laughs> Woo! Like that is her yeah, journal as
1: well. That was, yeah.
0: <laughs> but these are like the things you think about and you don't say because you're like, no, I, yeah. I have to be nice. I have to like keep to myself. Like I don't want to disrupt people. You yeah. know, the industry, yeah. media, all the above. So yeah,
1: yeah. Which I is it, it? Now that we speak of Beyonce, is exactly what Beyonce did with Lemonade. She hardly went on on interviews. Is like. This is the movie. This is the album. Peace. Ju- juices. I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> you know? um, and because she was, con- you know, she was, she was so focused on her new re- relationship. And again, like I said, a lot of us have used re- relationship as a scapegoat, you yes. know. and And don't blame me it sounded like she was like, don't blame me. I'm just in love. I am crazy. And I mean, a lot of pe- people think it's about Joe, but some t- I, sometimes I think it's about Cal- Cal- Calvin because I mean, there had to be some love there, you know, or, or, I don't remember well how, how they started their, their relationship, but I do remember that when they did, everybody was talking about them. And sometimes I like to, yeah, I, sometimes I I like to think that probably is about Calvin. Um, at some point she felt like, you know what? Don't blame me. I'm just in love. Um, you know, love for, for me is like this drug. Yes. And yeah, it could yeah. be, it could be that as well.
0: Yeah. I definitely think these first, what was it? The first four. Yeah. I put that on my mm-hmm. notes. The first four, they all feel like so cohesive and like this, like from, you're going from uh, ready for, I almost want to say, are you ready for it? But ready for it. Yeah. Which is like, easy breezy cover girl to that badassery mm-hmm. she's going like hey back and forth back and forth to end game yeah. this like mashup of three like icons which is a i think is amazing sorry to go back to this just quick 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 that's okay is that like these three like the three of them came together to do this and like for a woman and i'm not saying like for a woman oh for a woman you're like great. But like she is it And I don't I think we just Don't give women enough credit It's like she got these two People to come alongside her because of The way Mm -hmm. she treats people in such You know within the industry Like in such a great way and I think this I think that was her way of saying like I do have friends I do Make friends Mm -hmm. here I am a good person I need some backup (laughs) On this album and not just Do it straight on my own um, and to go out like that, like edge year and Future, I think that's incredible. And then to get to like, yeah. I did something bad and then Don't Blame Me. Those four, I think are so cohesive. And it, as you mm-hmm. go through the album, it does change up. So I'm not going to say like the whole album is the most cohesive, but if you just stop mm-hmm. right there, like I don't understand how it did not get more accolades, but I do know that like, it's probably because there were other better artists that year and better albums. So I'm not like here to be like, it deserves a grammy or whatever but i do understand (laughs) that like this was major this was major for her career
1: it was major Mm -hmm. for
0: the time we were in and i think those first four just like boom 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 like yeah this was what got her to like if you had to convince someone hey are you gonna like put this all are you gonna pay for this album to go out there this those four songs and they're like Yeah. yeah for sure and it we might yeah. look back on those and be like, yeah, they're maybe not like each our favorite, but it's the out, like those make you want to keep listening. That's like the exactly. story she's telling. <laughs> and um, I agree with you that don't blame me is like, to it's almost to the fans, like, don't blame me that I'm just like over here, you know, trying to figure it out. I- I- I'm, I'm a girl in love. I'm a girl who fell out of love. Like, I am a mess. Like, please don't blame me. Like, this is not the album maybe you wanted, but this is the album I needed to write. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, so these first four songs were all uh, produced by the Swedish uh, recording producer slash songwriter Shell Shack and uh, Max Mm. Martin. And then once Mm, we get past these four or five, I forget which one, uh, we'll get into ones that. Jack Antonoff helped her with and I think was it 1989 that he started producing with her I don't remember
1: Um, I think it was Red I think it was Red so I think
0: this one it's just interesting to see which ones he like wrote with her because I'm like Mm -hmm. oh like they really are friends like to write these like more sensual songs together it's like oh it makes sense like they get it you know so Mm -hmm. on Don't Blame Me um, I just Yeah, it's not, don't blame me, might not be my favorite, but like I do think each of these songs have like a whole story to tell in themselves. And it, I think it's so important for us to like look back on these and be like, that was cohesive. This was an amazing album in itself. If you just stopped there, like at those first four. So, so yeah, so going into Delicate, it's like, oh, we're going like the other direction now. What's happening?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah i i i i i always say that there is the the album has a before delicate and after delicate delicate for me is like the crossroads it's like okay i am really in love but i'm afraid that this is going to get hurt because of what i've talked about in the four songs before this and also i wanted to say uh, before we get more into delicate that I, pers- I personally love Don't Blame Me because for me, it shows her vocal strength. Mm. Granted, she's not a vo- vocalist, but she can sing. And Reputation also explored her vocal strength. And it's not, it, and not just don't, on Don't Blame Me, uh, on, on uh, other songs as well. I know that a lot of people give her credit on Folklore, for finding her voice Mm -hmm. but i think reputation she also explored how strong her voice can get i mean girl was giving us gospel like arrangements she was growling she had high notes um and i was like okay (laughs) like
0: even just in (laughs) that name don't blame me it's like don't blame me. Like I can't. I'm a terrible Not, singer, so I will and never in, try. In the in the, the be, yeah in
1: the beginning, yes. And in the beginning, it's like, mm. yes. like it was haunting, it's, and it was like a yeah. hymn, like a choir hymn. I was like, okay, take us to church, ma'am. Come on, <laughs> let me get my fan on. You know, and you know when she gets to that high note, you know, este no. Don't blame me. I was like, oh, holy yeah. shoot! It definitely feels like what? this song
0: would be like a Lady Gaga song. Like if she would have sold yeah. it to someone else, it would be someone yeah. at a piano just singing at the highest. Yeah, it's like
1: yeah, and I yeah. think, but she she did it. I
0: think for so many artists, like there's so many who they'll write and they'll produce and they'll give it like they'll sell it out and probably just put someone Mm -hmm. else's name on Mm -hmm. it just so that like they don't get that attention and i think in so many ways a lot of these songs could have gone to maybe a rihanna or someone else and not not a rihanna the rihanna it could have gone to the (laughs) rihanna um and we wouldn't have been none the wiser which that kind of did happen with uh, Calvin Harris and Rihanna yeah. and that song, uh what what's the name of that song? Oh my gosh.
1: Uh, um I
0: was singing that one oh all day God. long.
1: I I, I know baby taking while you high for and everybody's and looking, watching her. Yeah. but she's looking at you. Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh my I gosh! I don't remember that
1: the name of when the song, but I, I remember that the song. That
0: was written by Taylor I'm like, which was just what a couple years ago. We kind of figured that one yeah. out. I was like, oh that makes
1: sense. This yeah. is what you came for is the name of the song. This is what you came for. There you for. go. But actually, she, she, thought, she thought that that was going to be the rest of her career. She thought, I was like, okay, I'm just going to dedicate t- t- myself on writing songs for other people. But like I said, what I love about Don't Blame Me is that she has been criticized so much for her not singing well. And this album, she showed everybody like, yeah, I'm not a vocalist like like Winnie Houston, right. but I can't sing. You know, I can't take a high note. I know my voice. I know how strong it can get. I know how low it can get, how high it can get. And I think that Reputation, she explored that way more. Now, Delicate... It's Like I said, I think it's, it's a crossroad kind of song. And I also think that Telecat is the song that introduced us to her sh- speaking more about her sexuality. Um, because there's some, some, some lyrics on that song that she speaks about it. Um, I personally love the song. The song is beautiful.
0: Yes, that's what I. It's a beautiful song, and the video
1: is hilarious. That's what I wrote
0: too. I said beautifully written, (laughs) and it takes us from like the moment it starts, it takes us like we're in New York City, like flying Mm -hmm. through the city. I don't know why. That's just what I visualize. Um, Yeah, and yeah, I love how she's, and we could bring up the lyrics, so we could kind of mention here and there. But um, uh, I love how she's almost asking him for permission, like she's asking for consent. Of like, is this okay? Can I say these things to other people? I honestly think, though, too, like, going from someone, and we'll stop mentioning his name, maybe. I don't know. Going from someone?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I heard there's one podcast that I absolutely love uh, that is also about Taylor Swift. It's called The Evolution of the Snake. And they call Joe the Harlem Turkey.
0: The Harlem Turkey. But
1: what is it that we called him on our conversation? Was it the English, the British pastry? Oh, maybe I don't remember. I, don't remember. I
0: think
1: yes. he's Is he Scottish? I don't remember. I think I looked it no, up. No, he's Brit. Well, I think he's. Um, I mean, hold he's on. from England, right? I
0: think. Hold on, I put. Oh, Swedish.
1: He's the, Swedish. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so he's the Swedish. We have to we have to get
0: that right. People might get pissed yeah. off. <laughs> but yeah, so delicate, I feel like she's going from just this like uh hold on, I lost my train of thought and now I'm trying to find my notes. Blah blah blah
1: blah blah. Okay, delicate. Delicate you know, de- <laughs> Delicate, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it like she's asking Joe for consent. Maybe she didn't have that in that previous
1: Mm-hmm. Swedish
0: pastry relationship yeah yeah Swedish <laughs> that crumble of a man that crumbly nasty, oh wait wait crunchy. you were talking
1: about the Swedish pastry about Calvin I thought it was about Joe oh maybe it was about Joe oh okay okay okay. so Calvin <laughs> is Swedish let's
0: correct this yeah. Sorry, guys
1: okay miscommunication Calvin is Swedish. Between- Joe is English yeah so yeah.
0: Joe <laughs> I don't know what I called him but like I he- <laughs> will have to look back on what I said so Joe I, I, I think Joe is playing. I think I call it yeah. He's like a croissant you, that's old and he never got <laughs> buttered, you know? It's just like, oh, what happened? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and then and then Calvin, oh God, I think so Calvin funny. will just be like the one we shall not name. Because he did <laughs> he, I don't know, maybe Calvin is Voldemort. Yeah, right. It's like we just shouldn't talk like even of this man's name. Um
1: but yeah, oh so I God. think she
0: went from like not having consent so much, and he got mm. to have that control and power with Calvin. I want to be correct in saying all this, and then with yeah. Joe in this delicate song, she's like, she's saying things like,
1: um, let's see, uh, you know, uh, is, is it cold that, that I said all that? It's a chill that you're in my head, because I know that it's delicate. Like this this thing that we just formed is delicate. Yeah. This relationship like that we out. have is delicate. She wants to hold, hold on, on to, it to it so
0: bad, but she's also mm-hmm. like, Well, if you're gonna fly away, it's okay too. Like, you know, tell me what you want as well. And I think that's so mm-hmm. beautiful. I think once you realize like you're the 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 star of the show, like it's it's you're you are what make up your thoughts you Mm -hmm. you are important and I think once you realize that you realize why it's so important to ask that other person of like if I'm the most important person to myself you're the most important person to yourself I should probably be paying attention to like are you okay with this like are we there Mm -hmm. yet and I think honestly this is such a friendship thing too because in some of my closest friendships it's been like we're like Facetime each other while we're like taking a shit and it's like you have to understand like are you there yet with that person and Mm -hmm. in many ways it's like if you interview with a new job like you don't want to just show them expose everything obviously when you're facetiming I'm not saying like you're facetiming and showing them the bathroom or like they're not experiencing (laughs) it with you but um there's just some things that come with time and I think with him she was kind of asking like okay, we've been having a good time. Like, are we there yet? Like, are we like, mm-hmm. are we best friends? Like, I think we are because I think this is working. So I really
1: love that. Um, yeah. 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 And and she also said that this song is where the idea of reputation is definitely something that plays in the entire uh, album because You know, she says in the song, um, my reputation has never been worse. So you must like me for me.
0: Yeah. You know, I love that.
1: I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful song. It is a beautiful. I personally, it's one of my favorites from, from the album, because I also like that the first four songs, you know, we get angry Taylor, you know, I am done.
0: Powerhouse. Fuck (laughs) y'all.
1: Juices. I am done with this and then we go to delicate. Do
0: do do like yeah.
1: <laughs> it, I, and and I think that at the same, at that time she felt like that. She felt like when she stepped out into the world, you know, she felt all eyes on on her. Um she felt, you know, people were judging every single move that she made and then when she turned away from that and went to Joe, It was this piece that she, like we've said, she needed that back then. Yeah. And he, he offered that.
0: Yeah. And you you might not want that thing forever. Like, that's okay. Exactly. That's okay too. That's okay. But I will. That's okay too. I I totally agree with you. I think you brought up a good point that like, this was a, this was her, um, like so intimate moment with this person. It's almost like she's giving him the rest of the concert. She's like, yeah, I can't. Mm can do this anymore so I'm just if I have to write a song if I have to put my life out there I'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. for someone who I love and I respect and I think that that says so much more about her than it would about anyone that like Mm -hmm. hey I just I want to turn away I want to do this for someone else right now and I don't want to have to think about the fans or what the public is thinking and what Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian's saying like who cares? Like at the end of the day, it's about
1: exactly. her. So I really like that. Which, speaking of Kim, that's the song that comes up next. <laughs> Look what you and me do. This one scares and me. I, I'm like, <sighs> Taylor could murder someone, right? Like, <laughs> ah. listen, we just like with Beyonce's self title, we all remember where we were when we saw the the video, and we saw here lights Taylor Swift's reputation. <laughs> And we were like, what? And then we saw her as a zombie. And we we're like, oh, what Not is happening. going on? What is going on? What is this? So, okay, but, just to say
0: this, Look What You Made yeah. Me Do is the first on this album that was written and produced with Jack Antonoff, yes. uh, Robert menzoli and uh, Richard Fairbanks. Bass, Fairbass, that's a
1: cool Bass, name for yeah. being like, yeah,
0: yeah, that's a cool name. Yeah. And Fred uh, Fairbass, <laughs> which I
1: assume they're related. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, at the beginning, I was like, why is she putting this song after Delicate? But now that I look at the track list, I think she kind of took us into what she was going through back then. Because it was like, while she was having this beautiful relationship that was blooming, all of a sudden, boom, this thing with Twitter and Katie and Calvin and Kim and Kanye just exploded. And I think in Look What You Made Me Do, she was saying, you know, look what you made me do. You made me curse you or, you know, def- had to defend m- myself on, on, pu- on public. Yeah. Um. You know, you make me want to made a fool out of myself, basically. That's what, I I, I interpret the song that way. Um, the video, I don't care what anybody says, is iconic. I don't care. The video yeah. is just, if you think just of any, it's funny.
0: Yeah, if you think of any <laughs> video on this album, I think that's the one. Um, and it's yeah. it has all like the models and they're all like perfect. And what's funny is, I look at that now and I'm like, she separated herself from all these models, or like this whole like um her like Taylor friend circle or whatever they were calling it.
1: Yeah, like her, it her 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 girl squad. There you yeah. go.
0: That they everyone was making fun of that. Um and I think she separated herself from all these models. And like looking back, I'm like, she's the one who was becoming the most famous. She's the one who was like, yeah. and I I'm not saying that like a model is so beneath her no I'm saying like she was putting in this in, the, in this particular music video like all these models and everybody's so perfect I'm like Taylor like we're all looking at you like you can do no wrong which is probably wrong mm. and there's obviously things that she does that are problematic and we will yeah. be sure to call it out call it like we see it but yeah. I think yep. looking back I'm like Oh, we like, we saw it as like, oh yeah, she's friends with all these famous people. She's the one. And I I think in so many ways, that's just what happens. That happens with women. Mm -hmm. Where And I don't, obviously it happens in different ways, but like, and I don't want to just harp on this one thing, but I do think as women, we're like, looked at like, oh yeah, like Taylor has all these famous friends and like, she's so manipulative and like, she's so this and she's so, and that's society. That's not just the media. Mm -hmm it's what we are consuming and it's what we're clicking on and it's what we're liking. It's what the public is like feeding. So like in yeah. that, I think it really does come down to what we're being okay with. And I think that's something that I've had to learn. That's like, if I see something online that I don't like, I'm, I shouldn't be clicking on it. Cause that's going to mm-hmm. give someone more money and they're going to go, Oh, this is people want to see us following Britney Spears around and torturing her. Yeah. <laughs> And it's
1: like, yeah, no, no, I, I, yeah, I, I 10,000 agree with you. I also, I also, the scene about her being like a dominatrix with all these models. I also think that that was kind of like a callback to, I think it was a feminist author that called her Yahtzee Barbie. Oh, at some point. Yeah. It was, it was bad. (laughs) It was really bad. And that one. Like, she was this android, and all these girls were following her. I mean, the the things that people were writing about her on Twitter will, I mean, yeah, will make anybody puke. And now looking back, and- it's
0: like, really, like, yes, she's so self-assured in putting this out there, but she did all of this, she said all these things, because she was in a bad place. Like, not that she has to be the victim, but it's like... Mm -hmm. she was the one receiving all this backlash like what did I do to deserve all of this and I think Mm -hmm. it goes back to the first time when Kanye took the mic where like she legit thought all these people are laughing and clapping at at, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. against me like they think Mm -hmm. I'm a fool Mm -hmm. and I remember seeing it too and being like I'm so confused like so are we supposed to be taking Beyonce's side but then Beyonce's just like looks uncomfortable too and I think Mm -hmm. that's as women like we just get in this place where we're like oh my gosh I'm uncomfortable you're uncomfortable and no one's saying what like the real issue is and I think Mm -hmm. looking back it's like obviously it's hey like we want to just tear down women like as women we even do it so it's and it's not fair so so yeah it's like and as much as it's for Kim Kardashian I think it's a lot of Taylor learning herself and learning to set those mm-hmm. boundaries and we want to say at that time like this was so bad it's like no she literally just wrote a song like and did a yeah. music video
1: okay and did a music video and it was not and people want to focus so much on Kanye and Kim but she also had beef with Katy Perry and it was a beef that a, a lot of people Knew I sometimes include myself in that that feel that she was the one who who started that beat. Yeah. But at the same time, Katy Perry also gave it more life, uh, more life as you know. Yeah. And that's why, you know, the song was like, "Look what you made me do. You made me again made a fool of myself. You made me show the colors that I didn't want to show to people. You made me want to show my my weaknesses." Uh, which I don't like because, you know, as much as we love Miss Taylor, she is very proud, like all of us. You know, we don't want our dirty laundry to be shown in public, of course. But I also think that um, this song was not so much a clackback. Like you said, it was more of telling herself, you know, this is what I'm dealing with. (laughs) <laughs> and this is and you, you know what you destroyed my re- my reputation you want to make me the bad guy go ahead fine I'm the, guy me guy. the yes, bad guy I, I'm the bad guy I love
0: that line I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams I'm your like,
1: bad dreams yes. Yes. yes
0: and when you sing that as a fan it's like all the, the shit people put you through it goes out the window. And I think that's mm-hmm. what it is as a artist. It's your release. So if it's like tearing something up or like painting mm-hmm. something all black or something like, not that that's bad, but it's like, you want to just get that frustration out somehow. And even in the yeah. music video, she's like smashing stuff or whatever. And it's like, yes, if you feel at anger, go to one of those mm-hmm. places where you can smash glass or something like get that out because if yeah. not, like it just builds and builds and builds, and I think this song is—it's so good. I say this that it's like the best workout song, and that's just talking about. It, I'm like now I'm yeah. even more <laughs> excited about it than I was listening to it,
1: <laughs> yes, um, because uh, it is so powerful. Anyways, it yeah. is powerful. It is—it's basically her saying, "Okay, you wanna make me the bad guy? Fine, I'm the bad guy."
0: Yeah. you know like Take mother bro-
1: I brother know, right? on, on Rapunzel <laughs> it's kidding. like you want to make me the villain go ahead Fine. I'll be the villain see if I'll, I'll be the villain see if I care you know Yep. <laughs> so um but then we go back to her safe place you know she deals with that scrutiny and it's like okay you know what let me go back to my safe place so we go to so it goes And a lot of people like to say that dress is the sexiest song or the song that is more sensual. So it goes is not that far. I mean, uh, what is she says? Um, Scratches on your back now? Miss (laughs) Ma'am, we don't need to know what goes on behind doors.
0: She's like, I'm going to say it all and then not ever have to interview about this and talk about it, so. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I, I, one of the lyrics of the song that takes, you're, you're like, okay, what does this song have to do with the previous one? She starts with, see you in the dark, all eyes on you, my magician, all eyes on us, you make everybody disappear and cut me into pieces gold cage hostage to my feelings you know she kind of liked being reclusive I mean she again she needed that she was with I think with 1989 she was so exposed that having this relationship like what like she says gold cage hostage to, to, to my feelings it's like I know I'm trapped but I like this kind of trapped. Yeah. You know? Um,
0: it's very... And, and, doesn't it feel very, like, is it more circusy or, like, magician feeling? Because she does mention yeah. all those different words. I do think it's, like, something that she, for sure, nowadays, we would have some sort of question, you know, if she's, like, on a podcast or something. People are like okay Mm. so talk about so it goes Like if she had just released it And I think she had that Kind of umbrella of barrier Of like I'm just gonna write this This is how I feel right now I don't care what y'all think If I'm not saying the right things And it's so funny because she still was Not really cussing In her albums Mm. Mm -hmm. and yet These Mm -hmm. songs were so to the point. Like she'd never been. Yeah.
1: And if you had a lot of mature. If you think lyrics. about it,
0: 1989, yeah. she just started living in New York. Now she's like, mm-hmm. dude, I am a New Yorker. Okay. Like mm-hmm. you're going to hear how I feel. And like that's, that's so New York. Like just being straight and honest to the point, saying exactly how you feel, ruffling feathers. Like, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I, I know 1989, she was like, oh, it's so New York. And like that's what like, Blah, blah, blah that was like the that was embodied who taylor was every time she stepped mm-hmm. out in new york city for the first time with like a new cute outfit and bag and matching shoes and yes like that's the girly we all want to be but this mm-hmm. is what happens when you ruffle feathers when you stick around long enough in a city when you stick mm-hmm. around long enough in a job you're gonna ruffle some feathers